Chapters seventeen through eighteen of Irenaeus against Heresies, Book Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irenaeus against Heresies, Book Four, translated by Alexander Roberts and W. H. Rombo. Chapter seventeen proof that god did not appoint the levitical dispensation for his own sake or as requiring such service for he does in fact need nothing from men one moreover the prophets indicate in the fullest manner that god stood in no need of their slavish obedience but that it was upon their own account that he enjoined certain observances in the law and again that god needed not their oblation but merely demanded it on account of man himself who offers it. The Lord taught distinctly, as I have pointed out. For when he perceived them neglecting righteousness and abstaining from the love of God, and imagining that God was to be propitiated by sacrifices and the other typical observances, Samuel did even thus speak to them. God does not desire whole burnt offerings and sacrifices, but he will have his voice to be hearkened to. Behold, a ready obedience is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. David also says, Sacrifice and oblation thou didst not desire, but mine ears hast thou perfected. Burnt offerings also for sin thou hast not required. He thus teaches them that God desires obedience which renders them secure, rather than sacrifices and holocausts, which avail them nothing towards righteousness. And by this declaration he prophesies the new covenant at the same time. Still clearer, too, does he speak of these things in the fiftieth psalm. For if thou hadst desired sacrifice, then would I have given it. Thou wilt not delight in burnt offerings, the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart the Lord will not despise. Because, therefore, God stands in need of nothing, he declares in the preceding psalm, I will take no calves out of thine house, nor he-goats out of thy fold. For mine are all the beasts of the earth, the herds and the oxen on the mountains. I know all the fowls of heaven, and the various tribes of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Shall I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Then, lest it might be supposed that he refused these things in his anger, he continues giving man counsel. Offer unto God the sacrifice of praise, and pay thy vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of thy trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Rejecting, indeed, those things by which sinners imagined they could propitiate God, and showing that he does himself stand in need of nothing, but he exhorts and advises them to those things by which man is justified and draws nigh to God. This same declaration does Esaias make, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full. And when he had repudiated holocausts and sacrifices and oblations, 
as likewise the new moons and the sabbaths and the festivals and all the rest of the services accompanying these he continues exhorting them to what pertained to salvation wash you make you clean take away wickedness from your hearts from before mine eyes cease from your evil ways learn to do well seek judgment relieve the oppressed judge the fatherless plead for the widow and come let us reason together saith the lord two for it was not because he was angry like a man as many venture to say that he rejected their sacrifices but out of compassion to their blindness and with the view of suggesting to them the true sacrifice by offering which they shall appease god that they may receive life from him as he elsewhere declares the sacrifice to god is an afflicted heart a sweet savour to god is a heart glorifying him who formed it for if when angry he had repudiated these sacrifices of theirs as if they were persons unworthy to obtain his compassion he would not certainly have urged these same things upon them as those by which they might be saved but inasmuch as god is merciful he did not cut them off from good counsel for after he had said by jeremiah to what purpose bring ye me incense from saba and cinnamon from a far country your whole burnt offerings and sacrifices are not acceptable to me he proceeds hear the word of the lord all judah these things saith the lord the god of israel make straight your ways and your doings and i will establish you in this place put not your trust in lying words for they will not at all profit you saying the temple of the lord the temple of the lord it is here three and again when he points out that it was not for this that he led them out of egypt that they might offer sacrifices to him but that forgetting the idolatry of the egyptians they should be able to hear the voice of the lord which was to them salvation and glory he declares by this same jeremiah thus saith the lord collect together your burnt offerings with your sacrifices and eat flesh for i spake not unto your fathers nor commanded them in the day that i brought them out of egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices but this word i commanded them saying hear my voice and i will be your god and ye shall be my people and walk in all my ways whatsoever i have commanded you that it may be well with you but they obeyed not nor hearkened but walked in the imaginations of their own evil heart and went backwards and not forwards and again when he declares by the same man but let him that glorieth glory in this to understand and know that i am the lord who doth exercise loving-kindness and righteousness and judgment in the earth he adds for in these things i delight says the lord but not in sacrifices nor in holocausts nor in oblations for the people did not receive these precepts as of primary importance but as secondary for the same reason already alleged as isaiah again says thou hast not brought to me the sheep of thy holocaust nor in thy sacrifices hast thou glorified me 
thou hast not served me in sacrifices, nor in the matter of frankincense hast thou done anything laboriously, neither hast thou bought for me incense with money, nor have I desired the fat of thy sacrifices. But thou hast stood before me in thy sins and in thine iniquities. He says, therefore, Upon this man will I look, even upon him that is humble and meek and who trembles at my words. For the fat and the fat flesh shall not take away from thee thine unrighteousness. This is the fast which I have chosen, saith the Lord. Loose every band of wickedness, dissolve the connections of violent agreements, give rest to those that are shaken, and cancel every unjust document. Deal thy bread to the hungry willingly, and lead into thy house the roofless stranger. If thou hast seen the naked, cover him, and thou shalt not despise those of thine own flesh and blood. Then shall thine morning light break forth, and thy health shall spring forth more speedily, and righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall surround thee. And whilst thou art yet speaking, I will say, Behold, here I am. And Zechariah also, among the twelve prophets, pointing out to the people the will of God, says, These things does the Lord Omnipotent declare. Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion each one to his brother. And oppress not the widow, and the orphan, and the proselyte, and the poor. And let none imagine evil against your brother in his heart. And again he says, These are the words which ye shall utter. Speak ye the truth every man to his neighbor, and execute peaceful judgment in your gates. And let none of you imagine evil in his heart against his brother. And ye shall not love false swearing. For all these things I hate, saith the Lord Almighty. Moreover, David also says in like manner, What man is there who desireth life, and would fain see good days? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips that they speak no guile. Shun evil, and do good. Seek peace, and pursue it. For From all these it is evident that God did not seek sacrifices and holocausts from them, but faith and obedience and righteousness because of their salvation. As God, when teaching them his will in Hosea the prophet, said, I desire mercy rather than sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Besides, our Lord also exhorted them to the same effect when he said, But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. Ye would not have condemned the guiltless. Thus does he bear witness to the prophets, that they preached the truth, but accuses these men of being foolish through their own fault. 5. Again, giving directions to his disciples to offer to God the first fruits of his own created things, not as if he stood in need of them, but that they might be themselves neither unfruitful nor ungrateful, he took that created thing, bread, and gave thanks, and said, this is my body and the cup likewise which is part of that creation to which we belong he confessed to be his blood and taught the new oblation of the new covenant which the church receiving from the apostles 
offers to God throughout all the world, to him who gives us as the means of subsistence the first-fruits of his own gifts in the New Testament, concerning which Malachi, among the twelve prophets, thus spoke beforehand, I have no pleasure with you, saith the Lord Omnipotent, and I will not accept sacrifice at your hands. For from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, my name is glorified among the Gentiles, and in every place incense is offered to my name, and a pure sacrifice. For great is my name among the Gentiles, saith the Lord Omnipotent. Indicating in the plainest manner by these words, that the former people, that is the Jews, shall indeed cease to make offerings to God, but that in every place sacrifice shall be offered to him, and that a pure one, and his name is glorified among the Gentiles. 6. But what other name is there which is glorified among the Gentiles than that of our Lord, by whom the Father is glorified, and man also? And because it is the name of his own Son, who was made man by him, he calls it his own. Just as a king, if he himself paints a likeness of his son, is right in calling this likeness his own, for both these reasons, because it is the likeness of his son, and because it is his own production, so also does the Father confess the name of Jesus Christ, which is throughout all the world glorified in the church, to be his own both because it is that of his Son, and because he who thus describes it gave him for the salvation of men. Since, therefore, the name of the Son belongs to the Father, and since in the omnipotent God the Church makes offerings through Jesus Christ, he says well on both these grounds. And in every place incense is offered to my name, and a pure sacrifice. Now John, in the Apocalypse, declares that the incense is the prayers of the saints. Chapter 18. Concerning Sacrifices and Oblations and Those Who Truly Offer Them 1. The oblation of the church, therefore, which the Lord gave instructions to be offered throughout all the world, is accounted with God a pure sacrifice, and is acceptable to him not that he stands in need of a sacrifice from us, but that he who offers is himself glorified in what he does offer, if his gift be accepted. For by the gift both honor and affection are shown forth towards the king, and the Lord, wishing us to offer it in all simplicity and innocence, did express himself thus. Therefore, when thou offerest thy gift upon the altar, and shalt remember that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then return and offer thy gift. We are bound, therefore, to offer to God the first fruits of his creation, as Moses also says, Thou shalt not appear in the presence of the Lord thy God empty. So that man, being accounted as grateful, by those things in which he has shown his gratitude, may receive that honor which flows from him. 2. And the class of oblations, in general, has not been set aside, 
for there were both oblations there among the Jews, and there were oblations here among the Christians. Sacrifices there were among the people. Sacrifices there are, too, in the church. But the species alone has been changed, inasmuch as the offering is now made, not by slaves, but by freemen. For the Lord is ever one and the same, but the character of a servile oblation is peculiar to itself, as is also that of freemen, in order that, by the very oblations, the indication of liberty may be set forth. For with him there is nothing purposeless, nor without signification, nor without design. And for this reason, the Jews had indeed the tithes of their goods consecrated to him. But those who have received liberty set aside all their possessions for the Lord's purposes, bestowing joyfully and freely not the less valuable portions of their property, since they have the hope of better things hereafter, as that poor widow acted, who cast all her living into the treasury of God. 3. For at the beginning God had respect to the gifts of Abel, because he offered with single-mindedness and righteousness. But he had no respect unto the offering of Cain, because his heart was divided with envy and malice, which he cherished against his brother, as God says when reproving his hidden thoughts, Though thou offerest rightly, yet if thou dost not divide rightly, hast thou not sinned? Be at rest. Since God is not appeased by sacrifice, for if any one shall endeavor to offer a sacrifice merely to outward appearance, unexceptionally in due order and according to appointment, while in his soul he does not assign to his neighbor that fellowship with him which is right and proper, nor is under the fear of God, he who thus cherishes secret sin does not deceive God by that sacrifice which is offered correctly as to outward appearance, nor will such an oblation profit him anything but only the giving up of that evil which has been conceived within him, so that sin may not the more, by means of the hypocritical action, render him the destroyer of himself. Wherefore did the Lord also declare, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like whited sepulchres, for the sepulchre appears beautiful outside, but within it is full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of wickedness and hypocrisy. For while they were thought to offer correctly so far as outward appearance went, they had in themselves jealousy like to Cain. Therefore they slew the just one, slighting the counsel of the word, as did also Cain. For God said to him, Be at rest. But he did not assent. Now what else is it to be at rest than to forego proposed violence? And saying similar things to these men, he declares, Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse that which is within the cup, that the outside may be clean also. And they did not listen to him. For Jeremiah says, Behold, Neither thine eyes nor thy heart are good, but they are turned to thy covetousness, and to shed innocent blood, and for injustice and for manslaying that thou mayest do it. 
And again Isaiah saith, Ye have taken counsel, but not of me, and made covenants, but not by my spirit. In order, therefore, that their inner wish and thought, being brought to light, may show that God is without blame, and worketh no evil, that God who reveals what is hidden in the heart, but who worketh not evil, when Cain was by no means at rest, he saith to him, To thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Thus did he in like manner speak to Pilate. Thou shouldest have no power at all against me, unless it were given thee from above. God always giving up the righteous one in this life to suffering, that he, having been tested by what he suffered and endured, may at last be accepted, but that the evildoer, being judged by the actions he has performed, may be rejected. Sacrifices, therefore, do not sanctify a man, for God stands in no need of sacrifice, but it is the conscience of the offerer that sanctifies the sacrifice when it is pure, and thus moves God to accept the offering as from a friend. But the sinner, says he, who kills a calf in sacrifice to me, is as if he slew a dog. 4. Inasmuch, then, as the church offers with single-mindedness her gift, is justly reckoned a pure sacrifice with God. As Paul also says to the Philippians, I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things that were sent from you, the odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, pleasing to God. For it behooves us to make an oblation to God, and in all things to be found grateful to God our Maker, in a pure mind, and in faith without hypocrisy, in well-grounded hope, in fervent love, offering the first-fruits of his own created thing. And the church alone offers this pure oblation to the Creator, offering to him, with giving of thanks, the things taken from his creation. But the Jews do not offer thus, for their hands are full of blood, for they have not received the word through whom it is offered to God, nor again do any of the conventicles of the heretics offer this. For some, by maintaining that the Father is different from the Creator, do, when they offer to him what belongs to this creation of ours, set him forth as being covetous of another's property, and desirous of what is not his own. Those, again, who maintain that the things around us originated from apostasy, ignorance, and passion, do, while offering unto him the fruits of ignorance, passion, and apostasy, sin against their father, rather subjecting him to insult than giving him thanks. But how can they be consistent with themselves when they say that the bread over which thanks have been given is the body of their Lord, and the cup his blood, if they do not call himself the Son of the Creator of the world, that is, his word, through whom the wood fructifies, and the fountains gush forth, and the earth gives first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn of the ear. 5. Then again, how can they say that the flesh, which is nourished with the body of the Lord and with his blood, 
goes to corruption and does not partake of life. Let them, therefore, either alter their opinion or cease from offering the things just mentioned. But our opinion is in accordance with the Eucharist, and the Eucharist in turn establishes our opinion. For we offer to him his own, announcing consistently the fellowship and union of the flesh and spirit. For as the bread, which is produced from the earth, when it receives the invocation of God, is no longer common bread, but the Eucharist, consisting of two realities, earthly and heavenly, so also our bodies, when they receive the Eucharist, are no longer corruptible, having the hope of the resurrection to eternity. 6. Now we make offering to him, not as though he stood in need of it, but rendering thanks for his gift, and thus sanctifying what has been created. For even as God does not need our possessions, so do we need to offer something to God. As Solomon says, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. For God, who stands in need of nothing, takes our good works to himself for this purpose, that he may grant us a recompense of his own good things, as our Lord says, Come, ye blessed of my Father, receive the kingdom prepared for you. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me to eat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. Sick, and ye visited me. In prison, and ye came to me. As, therefore, he does not stand in need of these services, yet does desire that we should render them for our own benefit, lest we be unfruitful, so did the word give to the people that very precept as to the making of oblations, although he stood in no need of them, that they might learn to serve God. Thus is it, therefore, also his will that we too should offer a gift at the altar, frequently and without intermission. The altar, then, is in heaven, for towards that place are our prayers and oblations directed. The temple likewise is there, as John says in the Apocalypse, And the temple of God was opened, and the tabernacle also. For behold, he says, the tabernacle of God in which he will dwell with men. End of Book 4, Chapters 17-18